I better pop this top before we record. <laughs> I got a soda, and I'm like, the last thing you want is that in the middle. Of, in the middle of the people are like, he's he's about to tie one on. No, it's yeah. a soda. I swear. <laughs> you had a long day. Yeah, exactly. It's been a long week, actually. Thank gosh, it's Friday tomorrow. That's, hey, I listen, can't believe. Listen, I, I I'm so happy it's Friday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need it. I need I need that weekend. <laughs> one yeah. more day. Welcome to the Music on Deck Podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. We have a special episode of the Music on Deck podcast today. Uh, yes, yes. We have a couple of guys here. We have Dave, my usual co-host, and then we have our very first um, industry pro, co-industry pro, I guess, um, Master C, Calvin Parker, uh, along here with us. Calvin, what's, say what's, what's up, up, man. What's up? What's up, yeah. guys? So <laughs> uh, let me start this. Let me just icebreaker personal icebreaker here just so i can put our listeners in a in a in a place here um this is humbling for me um i'm literally sitting in between right in between like two of my best friends literally two of my best friends you talk to anybody who i know right now you know like these two guys are two of three guys who in my life are like these these two guys will be standing next to me at my wedding you know what i mean so this is really really humbling really cool for me personally um to be doing this here right now um to move on from that so um you guys know about me alex maglione engineer mixer producer um been here in nashville doing it for 10 years now um about 13 total if you want to count count college Um, my co-host here dave dinsmore um uh, also engineer producer multi-instrumentalist um you know dave you, you know, if you want, I don't know if you want to, you know, kind of give people a quick little. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, you know, I, I mean, just I've been in you know music industry in and out. I mean, I started out as a, a, a singer in a band, most like everybody else, you know, but I've been doing this for about 30 years. Started uh, recording and, and being the engineer God, thing. You and, say that um, so quick. 30 years, people. You know, <laughs> come on now. That's a w- time. That's a time, Dave. You only look 30. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, baby face, you know, as they say, I, but I went to, you know, several conservatories. I mean, I did a lot of vocal training, um, to be a vocalist and then, um, started getting into recording and then, um, you know, did, did a whole bunch of the recording stuff engineering, but you really found a, a niche in, in producing really love producing. And then, um, uh, got the opportunity to be the general manager of the sound kitchen, uh, recording studio, uh, one of the largest recording studios in the Southeast, seven studios in the building. That's, of course, I ended up uh, hiring uh, Alex at one point. That's mm-hmm. how he and I met, um, but uh, got to do that for for about a decade. And uh, now, you know, off off we are with Freelance Land. So, yeah, that's kind of a little bit, just real quick, a yeah. little yeah, yeah, snapshot totally. of for, my background. Yeah, for those of you who, who you know, if you've been listening to us for for the, you know, the long haul of, of now over a year of us doing this, you you already know that about Dave and I. But Again, we've got Master C here, um, and and we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna have him. We're gonna kind of bounce in and out. I'm gonna have him tell him a little bit about himself. Um, but let, I'm just gonna start off and tell you all this. Um, the star of our show, yeah, yeah, the star <laughs> of our show for for today is for sure. Master C, we want to kind of shine a light on him, and and you know, if you listen to the episode earlier this week, 
um, if you haven't, pause this right here and go back and listen to oh, the yeah. episode. You've got to hear that episode. Awesome episode. Uh, Master C also gave us a review on that. So hear his review first. I think it'd be cool to do that. Hear his review mm-hmm. first and yeah. then come and listen and, and learn some more about Master C. Um, Master C and I uh, met at Full Sail University. Uh, both of us were studying to get our Bachelor's of Science in Recording Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing is, man, we met... Um, uh, on like a Facebook group, I'm pretty sure like maybe a week yeah, before yeah. orientation, we yep, met up right, together. Right. We went to orientation together. Um, you know, we, we sat together, you know, all, all the way up through the first month of class. Um, and, and, and then Calvin was actually on the extended program, 20 month program at full sale. And I was on the, um, the, or no, Calvin was on the accelerated program. I was on the extended program. So 20 months versus 36 months. Um, we stayed being best friends, played Xbox together, worked on projects together, you know, everything um literally i say everything literally everything calvin and i didn't do anything apart from each other for two years straight almost um so you know i really like i said yeah yeah like i said really got to know him. we lived you know literally down the street from each other um the you know for the whole time so like i said became best friends calvin knows everything there is to know about me just like dave does just like um my other best friends you know would so um calvin why don't you go ahead um introduce yourself you know and, and tell us a little bit about yourself leading up to that point leading up to like when you and i you know right, right. uh okay. you know right. what we did at full sale you know you can talk a little bit finish kind of with you walking across the stage at full sale for right now okay cool cool all right so um as as mike would have, would have said um calvin parker aka master c um and i guess um the question is going to come later about how i got that name but for now um if you where are you from where am I? Okay, that's what I was about to Because I, <laughs> I was about to say, if you, if you, if you have not picked up on my accent, as some people say, I have an accent. I don't think I do, but um, <laughs> I'm from the Bahamas. I'm from the Bahamas. I born and raised Freeport, Grand Bahamas. That's the um, second largest, um, not second largest, but the second city um, of the Bahamas. Uh, but I currently reside in the capital, which is um, Nassau, um, on the New, New Providence Island. Um, so born and raised in Freeport, Grand Bahama, um, just like most people grew up in a musical family. My parents sing, um, all of my siblings, um, we all do music. Um, fun fact, all of my siblings went to Full Sail University. Um, yeah, yeah, represent. Right, right. We oh, all wow. Went, right, we all went, right. We all went to Full Sail um, 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 doing, you know, different things there. Um, but grew up in a music family. I am a classically trained musician. Um, that is my first, um, well, um, when I went to college, that was the first thing I did. Um, I have a degree in piano studies. And where's um, that so, from? Right, so I'm from the College of the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, so I did the College of the Bahamas first, um, did piano studies there. So I'm just kind of rifling through these things um, pretty quickly. But um, No, it's all good. Yeah, so College of the Bahamas before I went to Full Sail. But even, you know, when I got into the College of the Bahamas, I was playing from the age of seven. You know, I was doing music lessons from the age of seven. And I actually started playing professionally at the age of 10. Um, so I've been doing this for, I'm, I'm not as long as Dave, but I'm almost there. I, I, I think I, I'm think I'm about, <sighs> I have to be approaching about 25 years now at least wow. yeah awesome. yeah yeah um you know as, as a musician um did my degree at the college of the bahamas then 
um, got interested into producing and engineering around the time that I was doing my music um, degree. And that's where Full Sail came about. So went up, do, did the um, behind-the-scenes tour, and that's what really mm-hmm. grasped. Because funny that, you know, I was actually scared to go to Middle Tennessee State. That's where I that's was right. That's yeah, right. That's where I was originally supposed to go off to go to school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But when I did the tour at Full Sail, I was like, oh, nope, got to make that change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going here. This is where I want to go. Fun yeah, fact, so, yeah. Fun fact, I was also accepted to MTSU as well. Yep. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I threw the <laughs> threw the note in the trash. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um met Mike's. Um and, and Mike's already gave you all the backstory about how you know we we basically did everything together, which is which is true. We um was up all night playing Xbox or up all day getting schoolwork done, riding around. We we drove, we went everywhere. We, like it was, it, it it was it was an amazing time, and Mike is an amazing person, and uh, you know it was it was so um, refreshing to have someone that you know we shared the same interests, especially with not even with just music, but sports, and you know on a personal level, mm-hmm. that's a real you know real real good guy, and so um, that's up to my you know full sale. Uh, my first full sale journey. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. I have so, more than one. Yeah, there's there's actually two full sale journeys in my, in my in my um career at this point. Yeah, I know. Um, I would. That's where that's where I want to kind of jump right back in. There's is, is mm-hmm. take you take you up to to that first you know first degree. You know, like our the grind at full sale was unreal. Like it's when when you hear us talk about like we did everything together. I mean, like. It, there wasn't a lot of free time but when there yeah. was like me and me and master c were were doing something together even if it was he was at his apartment and i was at my apartment we were playing xbox you know but uh you know we we did everything together you know like master c said um you know playing basketball going to the mall going you know in and out of the clubs or to you know to to whatever the event may be um you know we we were there and we did it together you know if we, if we were seeing you know during during my radio show cal would come do it fun fact yeah and yeah, um, that's right. Calvin, Calvin and I did the did what was my first quote unquote like live show on yes, a, on a service right. called yeah on a service called UStream. We did it from my yeah yes, that's right. <laughs> we did it from the living room of my apartment. Master C and I would go live like once a week on this UStream uh, platform where anybody could tune in and like and we had our own little mix show from my yep. from the living room yep. of my apartment. That's where that that all started, and then it led to one one thing led to another and played a radio show and then was playing played in various clubs and, and bars and events around orlando but mm-hmm. um so yeah so that that's, that's, that's crazy dude it, yeah, that's awesome that's, it, yeah uh, i didn't I, I didn't even remember the name of that of that site yes oh trust me I, yeah wow. trust me trust me i do yeah um getting haircuts together i mean i'm telling you like this this that's that's the homie right there um yeah. okay you graduate full sale and then what uh, what, what, you know, what comes kind of immediately following that um, and, and leads to, as you kind of just just hinted at, what leads to the next full sale degree, you know, as far as in the timeline. Right. OK. Yeah. So I would have graduated full sale um, 2013 just to give people a little timeline perspective. So me and Mike would have met 2011. That's when we mm-hmm. started um, full sale. Um, then I would have graduated because I was in the accelerated program, like you said, the 20 months. Um, also fun fact, I'm actually about how old, how, how much years older am I than you, Mike? About five? I think five. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm actually a bit older than Mike's, um, even though we both still young guys and, 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 you know, and whatnot. 
Um, but um, so I was like the older guy at school mm-hmm. <laughs> when I when I started out. Um, but um, yeah, so I graduated 2013, and I would say a month before graduation, um, I would have um gotten an internship down in Miami, um, with um Salam Remy. He's a um, hip-hop music producer, so I um, got an internship working out of his studio down in Miami about a month before graduation. So graduation was that Friday. That Saturday, I was in my car driving down to Miami, <laughs> and the what. internship started Monday morning. I tell you what, that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. That's great. Dave, yeah, you know about it. Oh, man, yeah. You that's, know what that, it is. You know, like that's, that's an accelerated timeline. That's yep, beautiful. Yep. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's in, and Dave, how many times though, you know, not to, not to, to mm-hmm. throw Master C into a bunch, you know, with other people, because clearly he's outside of, you can't put him in a bunch with just everyone else who graduates full sale. But Dave, how many other people, you know, how many other times have we heard, you know, that being the story? That's what you have to do. You got to just get in the oh, car yeah. and go when you're done, you know, and you got to sure. be, we, Dave, how many times did we have a phone interview with somebody from Full Sail or another school? And we're like, all right, when will you be here? You know, yeah, like, that's how yeah. it is. So, well, and, I think my, my, I think my phone call with you, uh, you called yeah. me and I was like, yeah, well, I'll talk to you when you get here. <laughs> you you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think I said, I'll see you in Nashville and then yeah. we'll have another conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I see you. And, and give, yeah. give people, you know, who not everyone listening may be familiar, give people just a quick familiarity with Salam because that's, that's a name to most people. All right. But... Yes. 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 So, <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Um, even when I when I interviewed um, for the when I interviewed for the internship, funny thing about that when they called me and asked me if I want to come in for an interview, they're like, "Can you come in tomorrow?" I was in Orlando when they called me and asked me <laughs> if you want to come in for an interview, and I said, "Yeah, I'll be there." So jumped in my car, drove yeah. down to Miami, um, and went and did the interview. And so I told myself, "Well, hey." Um, I'm graduating in four weeks, um, and then I can start. And he was like, so what day is your graduation? So I said, my graduation is June, whatever. That's a Friday. And he said, well, can you start that Monday? I said, yeah, I could start that Saturday if you need me. I'll be there. Right. So, um, but just to give who Salam is. Um, Salam is one of those producers that you don't know the name, but you know the music. Um, Mm. The... I would say his most popular um, artist that he would have um, worked with. I mean, he has worked with numerous um, artists and I've had obviously the opportunity and I'll get to talk more about it later, but um, the Fugees, you know, just to throw it out there, he was the, he was the guy that put the Fugees together. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Winehouse. He was, he did all of Amy's um, stuff. Wow. Um, Nas. He works with all the, the, you know, the Marlies because he has that Caribbean background as well, too. Um, so he he is that he is that Jordan dude. Sparks, Jason yeah, Derulo, Derulo, Neo. He, yeah. he really is. No, like he is like a lot of the music that especially in the 90s, a lot of the music that would have come in the 90s was him. And, and I know that because obviously I worked in the studio, got chance to work with everything and um, having to you know um, as an intern having to do certain intern duties you find out a lot of things and um, it, it's amazing the the catalog the the vast catalog that this guy has and hey master C yeah one, one question um so 
you know, I mean, that's really the the dream right there, Alex. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not even to have to, you know, go, you know, go to a studio. I mean, it's that's that's pretty amazing that you're able to get in with kind of an, an with a producer, you know what I mean, to intern sp- with a specific producer. How, how right. did you get that? Was that through Full Sail? Did you yes, get the bushes? It was, it was yeah, it was actually through Full Sail. So, um, you know, at Full Sail, they have the um this department called Career Development. And so my advisor at the time, um, one um one we had a meeting, our first meeting, he was like, you know, where would you like to be? So I gave him three cities. I was like, Miami, LA, Atlanta, you know, I was like, oh, they the hotbed. So sure. I was like, you know, I want to go one of those three. And so he was like, okay, well, um, if you were able to move now, which one you can go? I was like, well, Miami, because I have family in Miami. So I, you know, I had somewhere I could have stayed. Nice. Um, so he, he hit, he gave me a call and he said, yo, there's a, studio down in Miami looking for an intern. Um, can I, you know, give you the information because I want you to apply for it. So I said, okay, yeah, fine. And so I sent, he sent in my um, resume. I am assuming he sent my resume to the um, studio manager at the time. And um, they, like I said, they called me up, asked me if I can come in for an interview. I, t- I told them yes. And that was that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That full sale offers that and, and stands behind it. You know, yes. that's yes. that's awesome. So you did that for about a year, right? While you were kind of on your your post college. Yes, yes. So as an international right. So as an international student, um, once you um once you finished um college, you're given the um option if you want to um work for a year. So they call it um OPT, um op- optional practical training. Um so I had the, um, at the op- I had the privilege of being able to actually do it for fourteen months, um, because my training didn't actually start until technically didn't start until August, but I my internship started from June, um, because of you know having to apply for it, you know, um, so the documentation didn't get in until August, um, but I was so able you were able to, to take advantage right. of that time, yeah, right, right. Yeah, because that two that two month period is actually when we you suppose you use that to kind of um see if you can apply for jobs or anything like that. They give you that two month period. Hey, and how many people take that? I I like, how many people take that two two month period and go home and don't ever come back though? Yes, oh, a, lot, a lot, a lot, right? A yeah. lot. The majority, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. But I but I was grateful to already have something lined up, mm-hmm. so I didn't have you know, so I had that extra two months. So, um, it was it. It it was I I enjoyed going in to work every single day. Um, didn't get paid a cent, um, you know, being an intern, but that did not matter to me at all. Um, I always tell people I drove um, twenty plus miles to and from um, from where I lived to where the studio was in Miami. Um, hour maybe sometimes hour and a half depending on traffic in the morning and heading home in the evening um but i enjoyed every single um minute of it i i learned so much i was um exposed to so many things um and you got to rub shoulders right with a lot of people and um, um forge relationships you know um you know with some of them as well too um i was just telling um so i'm doing a training with um some students here now for the summer um, that the um, our government agency is putting on um, um, some summer camps, and they asked me to 
uh, do a training um, for song, um, songwriting and production um, for some uh, high school and first year college students. Um, so that's what I'm doing this summer. And I was just telling them, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Wait, were you uh, telling, telling students in the program that you're doing this summer? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was just giving them, you know, I was just letting them know exactly, you know, how things work and how things, mm -hmm. you know, go inside the studio and what is expected, you know, from like, like interning, like what yes, they have to yes. do and stuff. I think there's yes. so many people yes. have any idea what that entails, yes, you know? They, yes, they, 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 they really don't know. They, they, they really, they, they, they think it's, um, it's just a matter of just because you're there, you automatically uh, are supposed to be able to do something and whatnot. But something I told them, you have to just sit there and wait, you know, you well, have to, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it's your opportunity, then you are, you have to be ready. But at the same time, you cannot be trying to push, you know, push yourself on people. Um, you like, especially when, when, when these uh big name artists come through, you can't be trying, hey, let me get your autograph or hey, let's take a listen to this. Right. No, no, you know, you, you got, you got to, you know, create, um, you know, organic relationships, you know, just, hey, um, this, do you need some water or um, can I go get this for you or whatever, you know, just don't even bring up, you know, music <laughs> to them, even though you're in a studio, like, you know, that, yep. that's just how it was. Um, and so I was telling them 2016, um, I went to the Revolt Music Conference. Yes. And um, Sean Garrett, you know, every, who for those who do not know who Sean Garrett is, he's uh, one of the top songwriters in the hip hop world. Um, he remembered me like he he's, when he saw me, he's like, hey, you know, I you know I met you, you know, so so where you know where, and that was like from you know my time at the studio, and that is not because I did anything musically, but because I was that person, that intern at the studio, that you know forged a relationship with these guys when they were there you know it was just an organic friendship you know and and i would try to relate that to my students to let them know hey at the end of the day when you get into these spaces um you want to make sure that people um first know who you are as a person before you even try talk about pushing Hey, take a listen to this. I make the best beats. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that's, that's about 10 other people that's probably making it better than you. No, no, no. Then they've probably heard about 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 others already. Like, no, if if you want to create a relationship, forward relationship so that, you know, when it's that time, they feel comfortable, you know, with you. And 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 that's one of the things that I learned from my time. Um working um under salam um and i still like i said i can call up you know the studio the old studio manager that was there um obviously you guys can relate um you guys have this podcast going on alex worked for dave and now you know you guys are best friends you know so and i i'm i'm i'm, I'm sure that's not from alex saying hey i can do the best mixes <laughs> right. <laughs> right that's correct <laughs> So it's funny. It's funny how that, that whole, that whole relationship goes, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and sometimes too, um, you know, I need to do an unsolicited Alex on my interview process, Yeah, you yeah. know, as, as the studio manager, because, 
you know, it, it really is taking these young, these young minds, these young ambitious people and, and explaining to them exactly what the job is. And, yeah. and cause it was never explained to me, you know, when I kind of right, went right. in, you know, it was just like, Oh yeah. You know, like, can you be here on Monday? And that's about as much detail <laughs> as I had, you know, but then you get there and you realize, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Right, this is right. what this is. And me being an older guy, I came in, you know, much older too. Uh -huh. You know, I was able to pick up really quick on the etiquette, but then you still have these young guys who are trying to slip these guys demo CDs and things. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, come here, stupid. That's really a bad idea. You're going to get fired for doing that. You know, like, and, and so when, when I had the opportunity to be the, the, the manager, you know, I definitely catered my, my kind of interview to this is exactly what this job is. Right. And you, you have to look at directly in the eyes and tell me that this is what you want to do. And if it's not, I'll respect you and say, no, you know, but it's, it's funny how, you know, there really is no knowledge of what that, what that experience is. And a lot of times too, I hope you know, you can impart to, you know, your students that, that, they're not aware of the opportunity, you know, they're not aware yeah. of the gratefulness that you have and you saying, I enjoyed every second of it. And, and then I, I got the most out of the opportunity because just showing up and physically being there is not enough. You know, you got to mm -hmm. have that gratefulness. You got to yeah. have that, that, that sort of attitude. I'm going to make a personal connection with people. Right. So you, you took the most out of that opportunity, which is amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So take us, so the, the internship runs its course. Uh, mm -hmm. like you said about 14 months and, right. and you go back to nassau pick us right. like pick us up kind of you know where you, what you've done since then you know or, all right okay, yeah just yeah like, no problem, no problem. Like yeah what's been yeah been so now. so so obviously you know winding down um um you know they were like you have to go it's like well you know you know you can you can there's certain things that you can do you try and stay in the country it's like no i want to be able to travel no I, you know so <laughs> let me let me let me get out the country the right way so i can enter back in the right way you know so That's smart it was right it was kind of bittersweet leaving um because at that point um i was like the i was the assistant studio manager at that point like like literally I was then I was doing the interview. I was interviewing interns. Like it was it was that where they were full say was emailing me resumes. <laughs> so you were, you know, <laughs> I, I, like seriously, like I, I took sounds familiar. That. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, like like uh student managers be like, um, oh yeah, Calvin said he'll 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 take care of that. He could he could run things. Um, you know, he he goes he 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 went where we had to go and you know, they know once I'm there, then everything was straight. Like it, it got to that point. So they were, they, they, they were, you know, it was a bittersweet, you know, thing when I left. But um, once I got back home, um, so like I said, I'm originally from Grand Bahama. So I actually went back to Grand Bahama when I left. Um, but my, well, my wife now, but she was the girl I was just dating at the time. Um, she lived in Nassau. So I'm home in Grandmama. She's in Nassau. So I said, okay, let me go take a couple of days, go see her. Um, you know, we go spend some time together or whatnot, because I'm trying to make her my girlfriend at this point. <laughs> so it's like, okay, let me just go over there for about a week or two and then try to figure things out. Because at this point, you know, coming home, I, you know, didn't really know what I was going to do, um, how I was going to get it done and whatnot. So came Nassau. Um, and literally in like four days, I had two jobs. Uh, <laughs> like literally I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, I understand you are back home in, in the country. Um, do you, <laughs> do you want to, you know, we, we're looking for someone to play, you know, play for our church on Sundays. 
So I was like, okay, let me go check it out. They're like, um, well, what do you want to charge? I was like, okay, let me give you, let me, let me think about it and give you a number. I gave them a number and they were like, okay. I was like, whoa, hold on. Y'all accepted that? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> then I got another phone call. Um, there is a school that needs a music teacher. Um, are you interested? I went down and did the interview and they're like, well, the job is yours. You can show up on Monday if you want it. And I'm like, well, I've never taught in a classroom before. I mean, I, I used to do private lessons because actually one of the things that I did um, while I was interning was I worked at Guitar Center as well. Um, and this is when Guitar Center first started. Their, oh, I forgot about that. Right. They first started their lessons. So where I worked was the very was the actually the first um, Guitar Center lessons, um, you know, where they first for the very first branch that they started that with um right there in in Fort Lauderdale um in the Hollandale branch we were the first that and so we were like the guinea pigs of the whole mm-hmm. program wow wow yeah yeah so so I did that for like I did that for about eight eight nine months yeah I did that for about eight nine months um before I left yeah so I said I you know I, I taught but not you know in a classroom setting really that's like you know, you know we see a credentials we see we know that you're good at what you do so i said okay so that was two jobs i had so i said well hey mom dad i'm not coming back grandma i got two <laughs> jobs so i think i'm going to stay in nassau for a while um so i i so i've been i've been teaching from 2014 I, mm-hmm. i've been i've been in um in the system teaching from 2014 i'm still um, Let them know where you taught right. too. I mean, you didn't just yeah, teach so I, you know regular like you know high school, right? Yeah. So I taught at um Sinan's um Sinan's high school, well Sinan's school. So it's a primary school, um high school. It's um I look in private school, one of the top private schools in the country. Um, so I taught there for oh, six nice. years. Yeah, I taught there for six years. Um, and then uh, um the pandemic came. Um, so kind of there was you know obviously with the pandemic there were like you know job cuts and whatnot so at the time my contract was expiring anyway uh so moved on to another school it was a smaller private school that i did for about a year and a half and then i um last year i went into the what we call the government slash public system um so that's where i'm at right now i'm currently teaching at TG Glover Primary School. So I'm now in the primary school now. So I'm in high school, primary. So I've now taught all levels from, from grade one straight to grade 12. <laughs> I've been able to do all, all levels in my career now. And alongside that, every Sunday, um, the um, well, I'm now the chief organist at Holy Cross Anglican Church. I was um, at St. James Anglican Church for seven years. And then... Um, Holy Cross came and it's like, well, hey, we need an organist. Um, and I accepted the job because it was much closer um, to to where I live, um, you know, in relation to the other church. Um, and I'm an Anglican by, you know, by faith. So it was just a, you know, it was a smooth transition just going from one, one church to the other. And um, other than just those two things, I do like a million other things. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. I, really, I let, do like a bit. let the people know kind of like what you know what else you what else you kind of do, yeah. So you do you know professionally? Yeah. So professionally, other than me being full time teacher, being a full time organist, 
Um, I have my own production company called um, Architects Audio Group. Um, I do free freelance um, recording, producing, um, mixing, mastering. Um, I I have so many things that I work on <laughs> on a <laughs> like 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 this is probably the no I like because I just the project just finished about no the project still isn't finished I just had to send an email today so the project still kind of is still still kind of going on um, because at any given moment of something changes they may come and be like hey we need you to re-change this or whatever but i'm always working on there's, there's always something I've, i'm working on all always uh, my my wife um i i so love my wife because she is so uh understanding of the million and six things that i want to do and try to do within a 24-hour period it's it's i don't know i don't know how i get it done um but it gets done um so You've done a, you've done a lot of work too with with media uh, in the Bahamas, right? Like yeah, you've done a lot of uh, like TV commercials. Yeah, right. Commercials. That's, that's what I was about to get to. So here, I, I do a lot of corporate. Um, I was I, I call it corporate work. Um, a lot of um, commercials, a lot of radio ads, a lot of jingles. Um, I recently did. I've worked on like three documentaries. Um, I've done. Um, I don't even know what I don't even know how to describe this project, but it, it was a it was a huge project with the Perry Institute of Marine um, Science um, that I just did with them last year. Um, they have this big campaign that they're trying to save the fish, really. Um, so it was it was a, it was a huge thing. I've even worked on a on a short film. Um, whatever I can get my hands on. There you I, go. I yeah. do it. Yes, that, so that's, that, that's basically what it is. So y'all know at this point. I mean, I I am the uh, <laughs> I am the lowest on the totem pole here amongst these other two guys here. I mean, like, <laughs> but it just shows you that I I can still call myself even a producer sometimes because of who I surround myself with. Like, I there is not a project that I do, and I've said this before in this podcast. I've said this both to Master C and to Dave. There's not a project that I do that I can't find a gig slash job slash task for Calvin or Matt or, or um, Dave. Like, it's crazy that both of these guys, whatever I don't do, they do like it's, it's unreal. Um, <laughs> so with what you just said, Calvin, so my, just, mm-hmm. just so I can air this out. My, the first question I had, and I feel like I don't answer the question because I think you just did do a really good job of saying what you do. But the question was, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you have your hands in so many things in the audio world, like take me through a week in your universe, you know, and in, in, in the audio world. But I think you just did a very good job of like saying all of the the many different things that you do mm-hmm. in a week. And it's mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. So I know, Dave, what you what do you got? Um, You got like a burning question or something, something cooking for him, you know, kind of ahead of this or something from what he's what he's uh, said so far. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's, I, I feel his pain because as somebody who is incredibly diverse um, myself, I mean, like, I think it's really hard for people to understand. Uh, you can't really say everything you're literally doing yeah, right, because yeah, it yeah. is just too diverse. And there's so much of it that's nuanced. So it's like, 
even if I could tell you my schedule, you wouldn't understand half of it, you know, because it's like yeah, yeah. voiceovers and it's, and it's media <laughs> stuff. And it's, and it's some, and, you know, and I'm, I'm over here working with this church group and then I'm over here and I'm right. doing some vocal coaching and it just, it's so all over the place. I so get where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally get that. But, um, you know, honestly, my, my question for you, see, is basically uh-huh. like, um, I'm really interested because I because I don't know because I don't have mm. the knowledge. Mm-hmm. What what's the music scene like in, in the Bahamas? Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. So the music scene here, and I and there there are other things that I've not even touched on that that I also do as well. But I, I'll I'll get to that right now. Um, to answer your question, um, the music scene here is a is a growing one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 still in its infancy stage, um, but we are at a point where the like people like myself and then um, you know a lot of my contemporaries who have moved back home, and you know trying to help develop the industry to a point where it can sit on its own. Um, we still have some we still have a ways to go, but it's it's starting to get there. It's starting to get there. Um, so. Right now, it's very band centric. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I am. I'm actually a part of a band as well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> with all the free right, time. Right. Yeah. With all the free. Right, with all the free time, I'm actually a part of a band as well. That um. Now the good thing about my well, I would say the good thing about my band is, um. I guess for me personally, is that we do not, um, have a place that we play every week. Um, okay. I kind of like that. Um, yeah, we, we normally yeah. do a lot of, we just do like private gigs, you know, um, um, concerts and, you know, stuff like that. So like, for example, uh, just this last weekend, um, yeah, last weekend would have been our independence weekend here in the uh, here in the Bahamas. Um, we celebrated 50 years of independence. So we've had a whole slew of events going on for like um, of two weeks, three weeks, um, maybe four weeks leading up to, the wow. 10th of July. And so every week my band was in something different. Um, oh, starting great. from like the ending of June leading up to July 10th, we were part of something up to like I said last week. We were we did um the we did the op- we were the opening act for um this group called T Connection. So T Connection is a Bahamian band, Bahamian group that was um very popular in the 70s. Um, and so for those who are listening and may have heard the name or never heard the name, if you know Earthman and Fire, oh yeah, after Earthman and Fire, it was T Connections. Okay, no like, way. Yeah, okay. like that's that's how that's how big T Connections were um, back in the seventies. It was Earthman and Fire, and it was T Connections. Just a group straight out of the Bahamas, had you know had hit records, yeah. you know, rivaling um, Earthman and Fire, and so we were. They had a. They brought um, them back for a um, for a concert um, for our independence, and we were the opening act for that. My band was the opening act for that. So, um, you know, that's just one of the things you know that I that I that I, that I also do. Um, but like I said, to go back to your question, um, like I said, it's very band centric. So a lot of the um, festivals and events that we have. Um, a lot of bands perform to these things. And then we have artists that, you know, normally sings with these bands. And then after a while, they try to be, you know, try to do their own thing, try to be, you know, solo artists and whatnot. Um, because we have our own 
you know, genre of music. Rake and scrape is one genre, John Canoe is another. There's three main genres of Bahamian music. Uh, sorry about that. I said, you did it. Did that come? That's the band calling. That's the band calling you with the next good. gig. <laughs> we roll. We roll with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's money on. We call that money on the line. That's right. We're client centric yep. here. Yep. You know, that's yep. you need to pick that up and book yep. that. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. So. So you were saying you had three. You so you have three. Yeah. Main, so we have see, three. Main, right. Three. You're heading. You're yeah, heading that direction that genres. I was wondering yeah. about, which is right. like what what kind of because like I'm also thinking, you know what 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 tends to happen is I think mm-hmm. cities get typecasted, you know, just like yeah, Nashville. Right. Everybody's like, oh, Nashville's country, and you know where I came from, Seattle. Everybody's like, oh, Seattle's grunge, and that can't mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. farther from the truth. There are right. all these different sh- sub genres, and so I think it probably is the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's going to be reggae, and it's like, yeah. well, that's not that that you're just putting that in a typecast kind of right. into a jar, and, you know. And so that's that's that that is really the thing here too because because our 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 um native genre of junkanoo or rake and scrape um or gombe has not really i guess garnered that international attention like say reggae yeah. or soca um that's what everybody is you know, you know clamoring trying to do the, oh we got to get rake and scrape big or we got to make junkanoo big and i'm like um as me as as a professional in the industry i'm like not necessarily. We mm-hmm. just have, we we just need to grow the industry because we have people like okay. I love yeah. I love I love rake and scrape. I love John Canoe, but like Mike said earlier, I'm a hip hop and an R and B guy. Like right, you know that that that's that's me. That's what I gravitate gravitate to. But you know I'm not going to stay. I'm not. I mean I'm not gonna you know stay away from you know what I grew up on as in with my rake and scrape and John Canoe. But if you were to ask me to produce something. I'm gonna jump on the hip hop R and B thing first. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. so you know, and so my and so my thing is is like let's grow the industry itself. Like it, it, if we I have like that. Yeah. if we have if we have a Bahamian that is doing R and B and they can become you know a global sensation, like look at Rihanna. Rihanna was right out of right. Uh, out of um Barbados. I mean, she didn't do soca. Right. You know, right, right. You, you, you know, but she, you know, she's an arm uh, pop star, really. You know what you want to call her. Um, so let's, I, you know, and that's my thing here. So we're trying to to get the industry to where it could be. So like I said, so it could, you know, sit on its own. And we we've had, um, I would say we've had some, you know, there are successful people there. I mean, like, I would like to say that I'm able to, um fund my lifestyle <laughs> off of, off, <laughs> yeah. you know because the, like i always tell people the only job i've ever had was in music right i've, I've not worked any other place major I've key. Not done, right i've not done any other thing, anything else in my life but music everything that i've done um every time i make money it's music related and i've been doing like i said from the age of 10 i've been making money off of music from the age of 10 that's amazing um, yeah, and I've not done any uh, any other job. I've worked anywhere else. Everything everywhere I've worked has been music related. So that's that, Dave's question leads right mm-hmm. into like my my kind of kind of question here. Um, with that being said, you know where you know what the music is and what's the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I like have had these talks. It seems right. like every you know once or twice a year. Every year yeah. it comes up, right. and I'm like, man, like you're doing the hip hop and R and B like you, you've got so many, you're the accredited guy there. 
you know, every, you know, if somebody's doing hip hop or R&B, they, they're coming to you, um, you know, or they're coming to, to like, like minded or like, um, right, right. Did, uh, people, um, I know you've worked with artists like steel drums. If you don't know steel drums, go look them up, um, in their, but, uh, you know, basically a Bahamian rap group who is, you know, who is, who's making an American name for themselves. But mm-hmm. you and I have these conversations all the time with, about artists that you've worked with or that you're working with, um, or other artists who kind of you and I kind of see maybe bubbling out of the Bahamas. Right, right. What do you think artists, songwriters, and producers, all genres, you know, like you said, whether it's rake and scrape um, or hip hop, R and B, in the Bahamas, what do they need to do um, to break into? What What do you think they need to do to break into the American or even the worldwide demographic? Um, and 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 I know you can answer this but i know do you like do you feel like you have or are that bridge to that i've I've said there's there's been a few artists that you've worked with that i'm like man like Mm -hmm. this guy would be great like it's just we just got to get the right eyes on him or get a good mix you know or the production you weren't on the production but it's got bubbling i'm like dude did you produce this and you're like no you know if i did blah 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 you know so right 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 what do artists need to do and and how far away like is that how how wide is that gap um I I don't think the gap is wide at all. I I think I think like we, hold on, I'm just gonna I'm just, one, one one thing one more thing mm-hmm, I'm gonna interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Here. you. I know to you know to to me you know me I was raised on and and you were too a little bit from from mm-hmm. an international side of things raised on Hot ninety seven yeah, uh, yeah you know the beat yeah. you know these right. major hip hop stations in America. Right. Right. The Bahamas has one hundred two jams that you and I used to sit and listen to in your car right. or at home or whatever. Right. Too. Is 102 Jams playing Meek well, Mills, yeah, yeah. Rick so, Ross, you know, or are they right. playing local right. hip hop and R and B? Like, and, wh- where's and so, the right, 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 right? And so that that that's it right there. Um, the DJs have the power here. Here in this country, the DJs have the power. Whatever the DJs, the the radio personalities, whatever they're playing, that's what people are listening to. And and so, not much. I would say not not much. Let me not say not much, but not enough of our local talent is being played enough for you know for people to be able to 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 listen to it, to know who it is. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, um, with a lot of the um local artists too here, it's um interaction with 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 with, with um trying to create a fan base because mm-hmm. it's one thing where. They'll record a song and then they'll put it out. You know, they'll they'll share it for a little while, and then that's it. You know, like so you'll hear the song, but you don't know who the person is. You don't know how how they look. You don't know um, what they're about. Um, and then it's so long before they release something else. And so you know that whatever little momentum that the song did have, you know, then died off because they're not. You know they're not they're not putting in that effort and that work and that work to keep it going, putting out music consistently. Now, I'm not saying all artists aren't doing that because mm-hmm. there are some that you know that are doing that, and, that, and that's why I said I don't think the gap is so wide. I just think we need that that one that one crack, that one person to crack the ceiling. Where would you and put then, where would you put steel drums on that list? I mean they made they were on steel drums. So steel drums um um it consists of Golden Child, who is um 
or Bahamian, um, one, um, one of my um, best friends as well. And, um, you know, I do a lot of production and stuff for him and um, for steel drums. And um, Rescue is actually, um, if I can remember, Rescue is from the West Coast. Um, he's actually um, um, out of, out of um, the Bay Area. And so they connected up down in Florida and they're doing, you know, they're, they're doing a lot, you know, a lot of good things down there. I mean, they um, were on. They were rookies, you right? Know, they were rookies cover, right? They were on the rookie cover, right? They um, they were on Shade Forty Five, yeah. Um, you know, so they they they're definitely, you know, um 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 building up that momentum, you know, that is needed. You know, they're consistently putting our projects. Are they being played like on one or two jams in in the Bahamas? Like, yeah, no, when I'm, they were big, like when they put out a big single, are they even getting the love at, at home or no? No, see, and, yeah, and, okay. And see that right, and see, and that's 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 the downside of that's the downside of, of our industry here, you know. So like, if their song, if the if if their song isn't isn't big on say, um, Hot ninety seven, you know, they're not necessarily playing it here. Okay, you know, if the song is hot on Hot ninety seven, then you'll probably hear it here. You know, and like I said, that's the downside of things. And that's why I said the DJs are the ones that have the power. If you don't have that uh that DJ that's I, gonna play some that of the DJ local right that's gonna play your music for you because y'all y'all been cool. Well, let me not let me let me rephrase this. Because you you can be cool with the DJ, but the DJ wants to be the the superstar, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. So so it's like they're holding that that trying to hold that power over the artist. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. instead of helping, you know, be like, because because at the end of the day, if the DJ is playing your music, you know, majority, and especially with all these parties and events that happen on the regular, if the DJ playing your music, you, you know, it's going to be heard by a lot of people and it's going to eventually catch. But if the DJ... Well, and that's the way it used to be in America, right. too. I mean, right. that's, you know, that's essentially the way that, you know, back in the right. day, that was right. it. I mean, if you got your, you know, you got your tune spinning, you know, like that was the whole deal. And you needed to mm -hmm. convince these DJs. You needed to go to the DJ and be like, man, you need to spin my record, you know. Right, or, right. You know, yeah, so I get you. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that, and that, and that's, that's one of the things that we are fighting and struggling with because, like I said, I turn on the radio and, and, and I've told Mike this before, like, I I was to a point where I was not listening to music for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, I was not listening to anything for a minute. Now, why is and, that? And that is because when I turn on the radio, I would literally hear like maybe 10, 15, 20 songs straight before I hear something from a Bahamian. That's, that's mm -hmm. number one. Yeah. Number two, the era that music has kind of you know <laughs> shifted into the era where they're not making they're, they're not putting the effort into making songs they're trying to make make something to go viral instead of actually writing a good song mm -hmm. you know they're not putting effort into making a good album they just want a single that can go viral and they push that and then everything was just starting to sound the same and so it was like you know, nothing was really giving me that feeling like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta listen to this. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, like I can relate to even, that, right? Even a couple of my, you know, um, even some of my favorite artists, like when, like some of the recent projects they would drop, like I would listen, and I'd be like, oh man, like you know, y'all dropping the ball, like mm -hmm. 
you know, you know, and so it was a point where I, I just wasn't listening to nothing that was coming up. But some of the things that I'm now hearing now, and that's why I said, you know, R&B is, is coming back because some of the, 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 the especially the R&B chicks right now. Yeah. Oh, man, they are they are they're really doing it. Coco Jones. I, I, I love the stuff that she's mm-hmm. doing right now. Um, Sis, well, you know, SZA is. Even Dave's on the scissor. Oh, dude, train. I'm on. I'm on the what. scissor train. Listen, <laughs> yeah, like SZA is whew, like that's you know, fire right, right there. She's straight fire. But Jacko Coco Jones, if you haven't as yet, she, yeah, I need to. I need to look at that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know she, that. Yeah, she. She is. She's doing some some good things as well. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I expect I I that last part of that question, like I I do I expect you know, you to be kind of the, the guy walking across that bridge, you know, holding some hands and because I yeah. know, you yeah. know, and, and you, you know, you and I come from the same upbringing, come from the same like frustrations of, of, you know, where those genres are, you know, number one, but, but I know, you know, like you said there, the world has not been introduced to a lot of, a lot of Bahamian music, you know, what, mm-hmm. and when I say Bahamian music, that's what I mean. Like Bahamian artists as, you know, R and B artists or, or hip hop mm-hmm. artists or, um, you know, cultural music there as well. Like, and so, so I, I, I've got my expectations on, on, you know, on, on you and I know y- you are, are well entrenched in that, you know, to, to be able to, to take the right people to the right places and connect oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and all yeah. that. So yeah, no, that's definitely a plan, you know, that's definitely a plan for that. that is, that's what I like. Yeah. yeah. That is in place. And, you know. and Dave, I know you had one kind of, one more question in that vein. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a perfect, perfect kind mm-hmm. of, thing I've, I've been kind of you know percolating here just kind of you know soaking in all the information i mean and and, and you know god that's a blind spot for me you know i mean yeah. i can i can you know say as an americanized you know as as you can kind of get that, that i haven't heard a lot of it you know and, and right. i want to know more and i yeah. want to know more about you know the artists that i need to be listening to and what is the algorithm not shoving in front of my face yeah, that's what i'm always looking for i always want to find the ones that are not being offered to me you know that are that right, are right. just fire that is something new because uh you know i i personally can can relate so much to what you're saying about you know hearing things that are just sounding so cookie cutter and so produced it's a it's a factory made you know and and mm-hmm. i always talk about with alex you know when you know i, I want to make timeless music i want to make uh, timeless music yes, yes. i don't want something that's ironed in perfection i mean i want timeless i want 60 years from now to that to still relate to people i don't care what genre it's in and and, and so you know i, I want to hear funny, more the funny thing is, the funny thing is that is the mission statement of my production <laughs> company Creating is it really timeless. yes creating timeless music oh well dude that's that's amazing because <laughs> that's that's i mean and i can tell too so my, my question to go comes right along with like you know i i consider myself to be um from the teacher vein you know yeah. i mean i want to educate and i want to um you know i've always come at music you know from somebody who was in my younger you know years in bands and, and touring and that kind of things but then mm-hmm. you know in the recording side i was an older guy and so i, I always want to take these younger guys and, and under my wing you know and, and kind of show right. them things so it's really from the teaching kind of a vein too which i think we're kindred spirits like that just hearing you talk you know that you you know um i've done vocal lessons and you've done piano you know right, and, right. And, and working with young children all the way to high school all the different age groups everything in between you're a very influential person in your community i can just tell just by listening to you, you know, that you have a lot of people who look up to you. So in that vein, you know, uh, you know, I always want to try and glean as much wisdom as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, experience that's, you know, it's, it's so, so hard to find in our industry, a lot of really good in, in intelligence and, and experience. And so if you could give, you know, like one piece of advice and it's really general here, you know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, mm -hmm. just, if you can give one piece of advice to like an independent artist, okay. Out there, you know, just like something to kind of, um, that, that you either say a lot to people or that's something that maybe, you know, they're not aware of, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to a young moldable mind about your, you know, passion about music, you know, mm -hmm. about a career, maybe about where they're going to be. What, right. what are the kinds of things you're saying to your students? Yeah. So, so basically I, I always let them know, listen, whatever you do, if, if you feel like you cannot do it unless you're being paid to do it, and then you shouldn't be doing it. Well, that's a great one. It's as simple as that. Yeah. If you can wake up every day and be excited to do whatever it is that you're going to do, regardless if you're going to be paid or not, then that's what you should be doing. It's simple as that. Like I like I like I tell I tell people all the time. Like I, I love I love I love music. So I'm always going to, like if someone asks me to do something and if I have the time, I'm I'm like yeah I can do it. I'm I'm gonna do, and and Mike to tell you I'm the same thing with sports. <laughs> I haven't mm -hmm. even talked about my, <laughs> you know, I haven't even talked about my, you know the stuff that I do on the sporting side of things you know because it's a music um, um show so I you know I'm sticking on the music side of things but but yeah if 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 you if you at any given point if you wake up. And you feel like you cannot do this um, with a smile on your face. Um, it's not always going to be easy. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you it's going to be easy because, no, it's not always going to be easy. But if you feel like, hey, I ain't into this today, then that ain't for you. Mm -hmm. That's That goes, I mean, and that goes right along, yeah. Dave. I mean, you've heard me say this in seminars and to interns and uh, that's that that almost echoes what i always say you know mm -hmm. in a different way i always say if you are if you don't give 110 percent or anything above 10 percent or 100 percent, i mean then you shouldn't be doing it you know like yeah. it, it takes all of that and more it takes your yeah. heart and yeah. and your passion and i always tell people when i when i run across you know people who you know ask me what i do you know just out in everyday life whatever you know i i always tell people Look, I, I was doing this for free at one point. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm right. lucky, like you said, I mean, we we get paychecks, you know, from making music, you know, but right. I was doing this for free at some point. I was doing this, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it it'll all I will always be doing this. Luke Combs has that song that that's called Doing It. And I love that song. And he's like, Man, you know what? If I wasn't on the Grand Ole Opry or I wasn't, you know, singing in front of 30,000 people, I'd still be singing in a corner bar. But like that's that passion right there. And that's exactly right. what you just what you kind of just talked about. And and the other thing is the other big thing that that the three of us all have in common too, and we'll say this and share this, is if you're listening to this, like and you're not in music apply that to your everyday life or apply that exactly. whatever your career is exactly. you know if you're not happy doing what you're doing you know do what makes you happy you know like because you that that pays that pays your spirit you know like the money and 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 everything else right. will come but problem, if you mm -hmm. do what you're happy and, and what you feel you know god intends you to do and and those type of things then you will you know you will you'll find success and happiness um and all that 
I feel that lesson, man. I feel that because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can honestly say, I mean, for, for so much of my performing side in my youth, I mean, I wasn't getting paid for any of that, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, there was no money coming in and I was even in a, um, uh, a professional theater company for many, many years. And the, the quote unquote child actors, you know, didn't get paid, you right. know, the adults did, <laughs> but the kids <laughs> didn't. So, you know, right. I, I'm just like you, I'm I, you know, I started, you know, when I was 10 years old in church and, you know, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not getting paid to do that, you know, right. like you're just, you know, and so you've got to have that passion. You've got to have that, that this is what I want to do. I knew there was no way I was getting out of music. It's I've got to do it in some fashion, some different thing, you know, and I'm always telling people, you know, allow your dream to evolve. If you're into music, you know, let that go. However, you know, God's plan intends that to go, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, let that adjust, you know, you know, when you come out of full sale, you know, you probably couldn't have scripted your journey, you know, immediately getting job opportunities. And you just let that kind of, you know, you right. didn't stand there and be like, no, I'm only going to do this. And I'm right, only right, going right. here. You got to let that kind of go where, where it needs to go. And, and be, and, you know, and Alex knows I'm always preaching, you know, the humble heart, you know, just, you know, whenever we go into these sort of sessions, and things i mean alex and i turn to each other constantly are just like man how how awesome is this that we get <laughs> that to is do as this? real as it gets i, t- I mean that that is as real to this as day. It gets. yeah that's as real as it gets i mean dave and i literally will walk into a studio and like and just have a moment of like we look at each other and we're like dude this is it you yep. know what this is it i mean and this happens this happens way too often almost but, but that just shows like that's what it's all about. Like all no matter who the client, yeah. no matter the fame level, no matter yeah. the experience, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who we're working with. I mean, whether the situation or if we got to clean up afterwards, you know, I mean, it's just, it's that whole, like, you know, if you love it, you know, that's why I really, I mean, I can, I can relate to that message a lot. You know, if this is something that you need to have that money, you need to have that paycheck to pull you here, then this is not it. Then this yeah. is, you know, yeah. this is not, this is not yeah. where you need to be. It's, it's just some great advice, you know, yeah. for, for somebody young starting out. I, that's, that's really cool, man. And humble heart, humble spirit, you know, and, and, yeah, and let it take you where you need to go. Cause it's yeah. a beautiful ride, but it's yeah. going to be, it's not going to be easy. No, <laughs> that's, it, that's what we're always <laughs> preaching, man. This is not an easy journey. No, no, <laughs> there no, are better ways to make money. Yeah. Not, this is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment right here, right now, where we all check our clocks right here on our MacBook pros and like, see what we're doing right now. At 1030 for you and me, Dave, 1130 for masses. <laughs> right. We're up here, you know, giving you all this content right now. Um, man, with that being said, like, again, thanks. Thanks, Master C for joining us. Thank you for, um, you know, sharing your input on our episode earlier this week. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with everybody, I mean, we could go on for another two hours oh, you know, easily, like, easily, about, yeah. about, you know, yeah. with, 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 with just what Calvin's done and, and who he's worked with, what he's done, you know, and, and I was just thinking too, as Dave, as Dave was saying that, um, you know, another personal example here, I mean, I'm literally driving down the road today and I hear, uh, a commercial that I did the voiceover for, you know, like on, on Sirius <laughs> XM radio. And I'm like, right, all three God. of us, I literally thought about, I'm like, yeah, we're recording this episode tonight. And I'm thinking about, man, all three of us like have all had that experience in our own worlds. And like, it's that moment that we just talked about, like, this mm-hmm. is, this is super cool. We're so glad that we do. And we get I, to have I, those type of moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I got a, I got a quick story on, 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 on that. So yeah, normally with me doing voiceovers, I'm not the voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm recording the the talent, you know, and 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 doing everything else. But this one particular um, time, I don't know for some reason they didn't like the talent voice. So and but they needed it to be done right away. So I said, okay, I'll you know I'll just I'll just do it myself. And they liked my voice, and they <laughs> ran with it. Every single day, I hear this ad 
This ad has wow. probably been running for like two, <laughs> two, almost three years now. From because yes. I, I did this during the pandemic. Oh, during, yeah. During, during the pandemic, I did this ad. So this has been running for at least three years. Now. <laughs> I talk about every single day. I hear this, this ad play. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> you never know, man. Right. You never yeah. know. That's, oh, yeah. it's that's, one of those. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's definitely one of those. We've we've we the funny thing that that we've all three been there, and it's just those are the cool those are the cool things. Those are the things that you send yeah. to your parents, yeah. and you know you tell your friends about it, or whatever. It's that's not the you know the trenches stuff that we kind of t- like to right. you know, really really dig deep and talk about. But like I said, we could have went on you know another two hours with this, in, with this interview. Um, you know, again, like I started out at the top of the show. I mean, y'all, we just scratched the surface with with Master C. You know, this dude is is an incredible musical mind, you know, like like with everything that he's done, his levels of education. That's the one thing that that blows me away about Master C, number one. And and again, like I said, Dave, too. I mean, like people when I tell people about my education, you're like, holy smoke. But I'm like, man, y- y'all should see these other two dudes like my, my other two best friends. Like <laughs> these dudes have two, three degrees, classically trained, blah, blah, blah. You know, so. Again, you know, these the Master C deserves, you know, a lot of credit. And and if if anybody is in the Bahamas, you know, if Master C goes and shares this episode, y'all are listening to this for the first time. Yo, y'all need to call Master C up, like blow his phone up. <laughs> this dude is, like I said, this dude has the keys, you know, to the bridge. You know, like if you want to get, you know, he he's got the connections. He's got he knows what's supposed to sound right, you know, in and we we could do this podcast could very well be a three-man team right here you know like absolutely three of us yeah. you know we could yeah. all sub in and out and this is something that we've actually d- discussed yeah if one or two of us can't do this you know sub out we have all been around the block and and kind of know and have that that ear and it's the thing again i tell people this all the time our upbringing the things that we've been around and then you add on top the things we've been trained to hear and then what we do professionally all of that like we we know what we're listening to and we hear certain things and we know how things are supposed to be um you know to to be top notch um so so again i want to thank calvin for coming on here yeah um, man it's been awesome like, and you know the, yeah, the, like, the other like, thing the other thing we should mention to too for a long time <laughs> The other thing we should mention too, Alex, is like you know, if anybody's listening, you know, and there's and and you know, there are some more questions for Master C, you know, like like send them on, like mm-hmm. let's you know, like if there's something we didn't touch on, or if there's yeah. something you know that that you really want to find out, you know, Master C is a close friend, you know, to this show, you know, so it's yeah. like you know, we can we can get those answered for you, you know, if if you've got some some words of wisdom, you know, for for you know, listeners, any other questions that we didn't mm-hmm. have. Um, you know, we'll certainly pass them on, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, and he can, he can give us an answer. And, um, uh, man, I hope, hope you come back and thank you so oh, much, man, for offering thank, your time. Thank you, thank you for having me. I, 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 I'm so glad that we were able to finally get the, this done. Hey, we're going to do a throw. It's going to lead to more. Yo, yeah, we're gonna, and we're going to do a throwback more. thing real quick. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I don't know if you have one ready, but I know you could probably pull one off the top, top of your head. If you don't, Give us a song suggestion. I was telling Dave, and I and when I brought this up, I was oh, telling well. I was telling you like the song suggestion thing that we've been doing is a really cool thing because it lets mm-hmm. our listeners kind of like into even more like who we are, like what is something that we are listening to and enjoying. Like it's cool. Sometimes Dave will throw out something that's completely left field, or I'll throw something mm-hmm. out that's not what you would think I listen to, or or it's something that I'm like, dude, this is my type of thing. I'm jamming this every day. This is. I would take this to the grave type of thing. Give us a song suggestion that you well, want people to hear. That's like, yo, Master C told me about this song. Right. And we'll link well, it and we'll link it. Yeah, you know, we'll link it. all right, cool. Yeah. So 
because I've been on this R&B vibe now for for a few weeks. Um, and I already told um, Dave about Kogo Jones. Listen to I See You. That's a big tune. From Coco Jones. Yeah, all right. That, That's right. Dude, I can't a, wait. I'm so excited. List <laughs> that is a monster tune, mm-hmm. dude. I'm so excited that, to hear that. Listen, I'm not even gonna lie. Listen, like I have, like, like every time I hear that, I have to like stop whatever it is I'm doing and just turn up the radio a bit more, just to just just to listen to it. I mean, it's. She, they did. They did it awesome. That that's a ten, that song is a ten. For Boom. Me. That's what that, I'm talking that, about right that there. That song Master is C. a ten for me. Yes. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I I loved. I love that. I love that. that, that awesome. Song. Well, that is perfect right there. That that's a, that is. This dude that's knows a what ten. He, Dave. Yeah, yeah, he knows that's what he's a talking. Ten. About. He's I'm like, oh my gosh. Show. He's been listening to the show. He knows what uh-huh. he's talking about. But that's what we're talking about. So when y'all listen to this song, that's a ten on Master C's scale. And Dave, I'm telling you, it's a tune. Like, yo, all right, it, yeah. all right. This is I'm the, I feel. And by the way, for the record, I'm gonna co-sign it. Like, I feel the same way. When this song comes, this song is on my favorites playlist. Like, when the song comes on, I'm like, man, this is a damn. This yeah, is a tune. That, you know what okay, I mean? So, okay, yeah. So, I see you by uh, Coco Jones. She's yeah. she's on a heater right now. She's yes. the, probably the the biggest up and coming yeah, R and B yeah, female yeah, right artist now. right now in the game. So, yeah. Well. Again, appreciate you coming on here, Master C. Uh, appreciate everyone who listened to this episode. Um, you know, more content like this coming. Um, we will bring we'll bring Master C back again. Yeah, um, that's gonna need a part know, two. It's gonna need a part two. Yeah, and, and and just for for you know maybe for more reviews or whatever. Or Dave, you know, if if you or I are on vacation or something like that, you know, like oh, for, yeah, y'all definitely. know Master C's definitely. voice now, and y'all know you know he's he's qualified to do this. So that's right. Um, he's he's definitely one of us. He's he's. You know, glad to have him. Music, yeah, music on deck <laughs> official for sure. So. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, y'all. Well, uh, catch us again uh, Monday for our regularly scheduled program, the Music on Deck podcast. We'll have another artist review for you guys. Um, and again, as Dave Dave likes to remind, better than I am. Um, you know, check out all of our social media, Music on Deck podcast um, on on TikTok, on Instagram. Um, our Discord, yeah, there's a Facebook group. If you want that, um, you just search Music on Deck podcast, and you can find it, and we'll we'll accept your your request to join that. Um, if you have any questions or whatever, or actually, there's there's a Discord link in the Instagram. Any other questions? Again, if you have a question for Calvin um, Master C, um, shoot it to our email. Shoot it to um, Music on Deck podcast at gmail.com and we'll get an answer directly from him and shoot it back to you. Um, that's that's kind of our promise for for you, or or we'll bring it back for. For another, you know, another episode. So yeah. blow up his inbox, man. You know, I'm yeah. not telling you, he, he's got so much free time, you know. But hey, blow, <laughs> blow up that man's emails, man. Let's get him some work. That's awesome, yep, bro. Yep, yep. <laughs> All Thanks, right, Master C. Thanks, Peace. man. Thanks for having me. Peace.